You're listening to Consider This, episode 288, for April 20, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. Thanks for joining me for this award-winning podcast, Consider This. I'm Doug Payton, and I'm here to give you my conservative take on the events of the day. If you have a rebuttal or an agreement, I want to get your thoughts here as well. Come to the website considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback to find out all the ways to get your voice or your words to me. That's CT as in coronavirus, time out. This time I'm taking a break from talking about the pandemic and getting back to politics. The topic is how inconsistency destroyed the Me Too movement, and I'm getting right to it. The Me Too movement had a good run, and it was a good way to let people know how prevalent sexual harassment was in our society. But it was taken over by the left, who made it all about politics. As soon as that happened, it was all over. Now, those of us on the right knew this quite a while ago, at least as far back as September of 2018. That was when Brett Kavanaugh was being considered by the Senate for Supreme Court. I won't go back into all the details again. There's a link in the show notes to episode 230 where I got into all of that. The connection to Me Too is that when Christine Blasey Ford came forward with allegations of sexual misconduct by Kavanaugh against her back in the 80s, the Me Too movement, especially celebrities of a liberal bent, came out loudly for her and proclaimed him unfit for the position, if not outright guilty. Believe all women and... Alternately, believe all victims were the shouts coming from protesters. One person in attendance at the hearing was actress Alyssa Milano, herself a vocal Me Too activist. In an article she wrote in the left-wing Vox site, this is what she demanded, quote, I believe Christine Blasey Ford, and I demand that our senators vote to reject Brett Kavanaugh as the next justice on the Supreme Court. Every person who refuses to loudly and openly reject Brett Kavanaugh's nomination is telling every generation of Americans that an alleged abuser's career is more valuable than a survivor's humanity. And the highest court in our land is no place for an alleged sexual offender to sit. Please keep those words in mind. They have come back to haunt her and the Me Too movement. At the time, those on the right suggested that this amount of blind outrage against Kavanaugh and blind belief in Ford would not be happening if he was a Democrat. She was certainly due a fair hearing, but he was certainly not due a summary rejection without evidence. That was then. This is now. This is Eric Erickson. You're listening to the 10-Minute or Less Conservative Podcast. Consider this. Now, a Democrat running for high office has been accused of sexual misconduct. This time it's Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic nominee for the highest office, the presidency. He's being accused by a former campaign staffer of sexual assault back in 1993. Does she deserve a fair hearing? 
Of course she does. Unfortunately, the media have all but frozen her out of the news cycle. After they sat on the accusation story for over two weeks, the New York Times picked Easter weekend to inform the readers about Ms. Reed and her allegations. Link is, of course, in the show notes. The Times report reads as a dispassionate, if not skeptical, recitation of the charges and Ms. Reed's history. National Review notes that this sort of just-the-facts reporting was missing from their coverage of the accounts of Ford against Kavanaugh. Jonathan Tobin, writing there, notes that the Times and other media sources took Ford's accusations at face value even before she had testified. Quote, There was no pause to send reporters digging through her personal history or social media. Media coverage depicted Kavanaugh, whose hitherto blameless public and private life was dismissed as having no bearing on the accusation, as a stereotypical, habitually drunken and insensitive frat boy. Remember, the media covered this nonstop for over a week immediately after the allegations were known. And one other glaring problem with the Times article. In one paragraph regarding Biden's history, they wrote, quote, The Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden beyond the hugs, kisses, and touching that women previously said made them uncomfortable. Close quote. At least they acknowledge that, but here's the thing. After publication, the Biden campaign requested that they remove the beyond the hugs, kisses, and touching part. If you look at the article now, it just says that they found no pattern of sexual misconduct, period. Would that ever be done for a Republican? So, did Reed get a hearing? Yes. A fair one? Well, certainly not equal treatment to Ford, so by the media coverage standard, no. And here's the Me Too connection. The aforementioned Alyssa Milano has weighed in on this allegation as well. Do you want to guess whether or not she was consistent in her beliefs? With as much fury as she used putting forth those beliefs, do you really think she would temper them just because it's a Democrat now? (laughs) Well, you'd be right. Milano has suddenly rediscovered a constitutional principle. She was rather silent on the issue for a while, and when she finally said something about it in an interview, she explained her silence by noting that she thinks that even though we should believe women— Men should also get due process. Due process, what a concept. Why didn't we think about that before? Well, actually, we did, during the Kavanaugh hearings. And by we, I mean anyone with the slightest bit of fair reasoning. She also added that she didn't feel comfortable throwing away a decent man that she'd known for 15 years. I will remind you that at the time of the hearing... 65 women, who had known Kavanaugh over the course of 35 years, wrote an open letter attesting that he, quote, stood out for his friendship, character, and integrity. In particular, he has always treated women with decency and respect, close quote. But that didn't matter to Ms. Milano, then. Then, she said that the highest court in our land is no place for an alleged sexual offender to sit. Now, she's okay with one sitting in the highest elected office in the land, and possibly the world. The whiplash must be painful.
I keep coming back to a very important attribute, consistency. With it, you can make a fair judgment aligned with underlying principles. Without it, your view on any subject is based on something far more superficial. With consistency, you can claim that things like due process and being open to women's accusations are the principles that are driving you. You can take the high road. Without consistency, your claims of the high road are just a veneer to cover over your real motivations. But understand that at some point the veneer will be shown for what it is, and the fall from the high ground will be painful. I'm not always consistent, I'll admit that, but that's what I'm striving for. Call me on it when I don't live up to it because I want to address it. And this lack of consistency from major voices in the Me Too movement have basically destroyed it. They've turned it to their own political ends because, again, for the left, it is always political, and in doing so, destroyed the good that it was doing. Earlier in this episode, you heard me ask if the New York Times would have done that for a Republican, what they did for a Democrat. You may have heard that question asked at other times, such as, oh, when Kavanaugh was being accused. The idea that they wouldn't have done the same thing to a Democrat has gone from conjecture to reality. It happens the other way as well, but I'm sure that it's not as often, and certainly not with the aiding and abetting of the mainstream media. So there's my take. And once again, since I used the word Kavanaugh in a sentence, the episode went a little long. It seems inevitable. Now let's hear your take. Stop on by considerthis.ctpodcasting.com to find out how to get in touch as well as get the transcript and see the many, many links I refer to while putting this uh, episode uh, together. Hold their feet to the fire, and mine as well. Only with consistency and accountability can we truly consider this. <laughs>